we're doing it live on a Friday. I got lost in the wilderness, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier when you don't have internet service. You can't, it's hard to be mad at anything, though I did guess the news headlines kind of sadly before I looked at them. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raf Esparza. Raf, how are you? I'm good. Um, however, when you say you got lost in the woods, is that a euphemism for something? Did you smoke weed? Is that what the kids say now? I uh, well, I guess that's uh, all encompassing multiple. Yes, mm. it was a euphemism. No, we were out in the woods. We were out camping as a fam in uh, where the hell Hillsdale, Kansas, which has an amazing mm. lake. Did you miss Kansas? What has changed most about Kansas for There's you? So many more quick trips. And <laughs> this I talked about before, but it remains insane to me. Six years ago, this is I don't know this at all, like from how I was raised, right? This wasn't a thing. Mm. This is all brand new after the fact. But six years ago, they decided to legalize fireworks. And I don't mean yeah. just legalize it rap they want to sell it yeah. really bring in the good shit like no longer will missouri be the only place to catch itself on fire so it looks like a war zone <laughs> we went golfing <laughs> sunday night and it was my dad's first time ever golfing which was kind of hilarious and i was like you know it's not normally like this go, 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 go. as fireworks just go rocketing across the course uh, one of those little army men that they people parachute fell on the eighth green. Super helpful while you're putting. I'm in my backstroke and someone's just turret of Roman candles mm. <laughs> across the highway. So it looks like what Baghdad looked like on CNN. The first thing. It's insane. So that part... Uh, I don't don't miss it per se cause it didn't exist, but I do think I should write like one of those disaster travel blogs <laughs> where it's like you're not going to believe where the most immersive, insane fireworks experience is. But it's along the plains of Spring Hill, Kansas. Can I ask a question now? Yes, please. Have you come around on fireworks yet? I, I love fireworks. Mm -hmm. I'm all in. Mm -hmm. This is this is different. <laughs> this mm -hmm. is um, four days to seven days of complete mayhem, and it was mm -hmm. still going on well after the celebration. Okay. So love fireworks. Used to be a big fan. We used to get them from our friend um, Bob, who uh, you know <laughs> imported them off the back of a truck. It's not important how he got them, but we were. I in was about county. to say <laughs> the quick shift of name you just did was immaculate, uh, Bob. That was uh, uh, Bob. Can I go on my rant on yeah. fireworks in case people have not? I'm Yeah, I'm it. always curious which uh, if where you're going to fall on the LeBron side of your arguments about things. First of all, my best friend, LeBron James, has a longstanding love on this show. Are there episodes that critique him? I don't remember. We have too many. It's hard <laughs> to find them. In a decade Boy. of content, we're like ESPN. So, so did you see Paul Pierce? It was like, you got to talk about LeBron a lot. So we'll, we'll talk about Paul Pierce maybe later. Also, before I get to the fireworks, one of my favorite arguments is whenever there is a WNBA star, the first argument that comes into existence is, if it was LeBron, and I go, is this all we use him for? Like, I don't have that response every day. I don't 
think to myself, well, you know, LeBron, it's the same thing when people go, hey, listen, there was a crowning of the Warriors as your NBA champions. LeBron, however, has lost before. And I go, I don't care. He's still really good. I don't know what this takes away from him. Why do people need to say this? It's like, you know, LeBron has won only once on a Wednesday in the NBA finals. And I go, I don't even know that that's true, but I'm not going to look it up. And also if you're LeBron, you don't care. All right. Back to fireworks. I feel like yeah. LeBron in that time posted. I just, I, I'm always loved fireworks and I enjoy <laughs> fireworks. And I don't understand people that hate on them. I, mm, listen, friends have disagreements. And my best friend, LeBron James, and I have a disagreement on this. If he were to tweet that. Kev, people are enamored by the ability for explosions in the sky to make shapes. And I can't get past that because if you're a child and you see it, sure. Let's say you go past the Main Street Electrical Parade at Disneyland. Eh, okay, fine. You're going there for an event. I get what you're trying to do. If you're a grown adult. And you were getting fireworks and you don't have children. What's wrong with you? Also, if you do have children, don't know if you know this, but an illegal firework was set off and there is a local meal prep organization called Always Ready Meals and it sabotaged their house. It went on the inside and collapsed the roof and these people were so nice and I felt so bad for them. But it, I think it's juxtaposed that so many people were like, oh, my God, we feel so bad for you. Anyway, here's some shitty pixelation photos and videos of some fireworks in the sky. Ooh, this one made an arrow. <laughs> Is that a circle of Minnie Mouse? Who knows? It's just some bullshit that we're clapping for no reason. And I've deduced these are the same people who are enamored by this, who clap at the end of a flight. These are the same people. Who, when a movie is done, also clap at the end of a movie. If you have made any of these comparisons and don't think that people who are easily amused by little lights in the sky aren't the same people, look deep inside of yourself. Because at worst, you can be ruining someone's bedroom with some illegal fireworks. And I think that makes you culpable as well. I had not uh, associated it quite with the clapping as a Flightlands community, but I absolutely follow where you're at. This is fascinating, and I was I was waiting for there to be a dog angle, but there was not. Oh, I think the dog angle is the easiest because I do post this every year without fail on our Instagram, which is dogs greater than fireworks. I want to say in years past. I got somebody who said, uh, I mean, depends on what dog. And I was like, find a good dog. It's not hard. Most of them are adorable. They're very nice, very sweet. But the companionship of a dog is far superior than any. Is that a kabuki theater house that they just made in the sky? No. Is that one a cowboy hat from <laughs> the big Lebowski guy? That's awesome. <laughs> it just bugs me. And. This year we got a little bit of feedback, but I did get some people who secretly sent me some like, hey, man, thanks. Thanks for fighting the good fight because I was sticking up for dogs and I think we should as a nation. 
can I say these one people? thing? And I, you yeah, know, I'm it. with you here because yeah. we've got dogs and it's been problematic for years. What is it with dogs' inability to toughen up here? Are we? This is not the take I know, but what the <laughs> f, dogs? Like clearly, wow. you know, maybe we should just maybe we should just also look inward as a canine community. Okay, first of all. You have not met Myra. You've met Lucy, I think, right? No, I have not. Oh, shit. You have not met Lucy. I thought you met Lucy. Okay. <clears throat> Lucy is pretty chill. We used to get really nervous about her, and we were like, oh, man, she's probably going to freak out. No. You know what Lucy does? She gets her dog bed, she gets in it, and just chews. So she is more of that mold. Moira, we think, in our head, has ADHD. Moira is more of a bark first, ask questions later kind of a dog. So she actually was doing pretty good. Last year we were a little afraid, but she was drugged up because we had just gotten her. This year, there were a couple times where she's sleeping and you just hear her go from woof, 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 woof. And I go, what are you barking at? And she could hear the fireworks, not like near us, but so far down, it's almost near Dodger Stadium. So her Wolverine sense of hearing tells her, like, that sounds like some illegal fireworks. Woof, woof, woof. And I'm like, are you a snitch? And she's like, Daddy, you don't know. Somebody might lose a house because of this. And I was like, you know what? I don't know that. So she was ahead of the curve, Kev. Very. Well, you know. Good, well, so good dog parenting by you. It was you, you guys worked really hard to get them into that private school that we had to get them <laughs> on a list for. And it was like I forget what it's called, like the, the French press, something weird. Mm-hmm. But either way, just good dog parenting. Le petit doggy. <laughs> yes, it was a very good dog school. Ranked number three in the nation. Her I would pa, ask you though. There it is. <laughs> I would ask you this though. What is your remedy for your dogs in the past? Because our remedy is aggressive snuggles. So what ends up happening, if you can tell they're feeling a little bit fearful, I just grab them and I go, you want hugs? And they go, yes. And then I just kind of like hug them. Yeah, we used to use the thunder shirt. Now we use a healthy Mm -hmm. dose of just putting them remote woods of Hillsdale, Kansas to try and hide them from it. So good news there. That was part of the uh, strategy to repeat into the state park or retreat yeah. into the state park. You can't, you're not supposed to be able to put fireworks up there. Yeah. Uh, and then we drug them. So well, that's a good choice. We should have gone puppy. CBD, the vet actually, was now like, about there it. you go. Especially for your old guy. Don't put him through that. It's like, no, problem. I like, I really hope that your vet does one of these and here's something for the dogs and on top of who, something for you too, Kev. That was just give me that look. <laughs> this is for the dog. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get to, there was the biggest, I heard John Anik selling, mm. excuse me, ouch, sorry, Ariel. I heard Ariel Hawani selling this fight card. He was, mm. Raph doing that thing where he was like, I'm the best at selling any fight I'm doing this off the top of my head. And he did the whole preface. And I was like, this better be really awesome because he mm. just spent a solid six minutes telling an entire national audience, I'm the best at explaining and hyping things. And Uh-oh. then, you know what he was? Shitty at hyping things. Yeah. Raph, not very honest. 
He's like, Robbie Lawler, this is a return to form. You're not going to believe. <laughs> oh, no. It was not. It was that type of thing. And it was just no. like, Israel Adesanya, perhaps not. I'm not saying he is yet. Perhaps going to be, could be the greatest middleweight to ever put the gloves on. Not there yet. Like, and it was just that type of thing for everybody. Wow. It's like, Max Holloway. <laughs> he just did these. So I really enjoyed it. It was a, okay. a good amount of fun, but it was also manic. And I'm now curious because so far I haven't heard great things, but hit me. Yeah. How was it? I enjoyed it. I had a very good time. We did a fight companion over at Michael Frosto's new ground jujitsu. Um, I could say a few things about Ariel, though. Let's yeah. start with that. Um, I watched an interview with friend of the show, Chris Van Vliet, who interviewed the Schmo. And have you seen the Schmo's shtick, Kev? Mm-mm. Okay. The Schmo essentially oh, wait, goes is in. Is that the wrestler guy that I was like, I love? That was somebody else. Never mind. N- no, this is a dude who's an interviewer, who but who goes in character. And it's kind of cringy on purpose, I'm told. But <clears throat> this dude is talking about how he's uh, an innovator of bringing comedy to the UFC and how his interviews are supposed to be comedic in nature and that they're supposed to be self-deprecating. And I'm like, this seems like maybe we were just a little too early when we were covering the UFC because the UFC famously not very funny or into that sort of a thing. I I was going to say they have a long history of finding it any hint of comedy or anything deeply unprofessional. Yes. However, um, that's kind of his shtick. And he was explaining that he had beef with Errol Hawani. And he said, yeah, you know, I actually uh, challenged Errol Hawani to a grappling competition. And Errol Hawani famously does not grapple. And they made fun of him. Ben Folks, of all people, made fun of him and said he looked like a dead fish, I believe. And that was back in, what, 2007? Somewhere in that reign. But... The Schmo was saying, like, yeah, I want to do it for charity. And Ariel, when I was first starting out, you know, I asked him for his email or, you know, to, like, be in touch. And he gave me an email. But I think it was the wrong one. But Ariel professes he gave the real email. And as I'm listening to this interview, I'm like, I, mm, you know what? I really wish Ariel was just the heel at that time. I, I wish he had just embraced that and been like, nah, kid, I'm not going to fucking help you. I hope you never become good. That would have been dope. This whole thing of them saying like, ah, oh, you know, no, I gave you the real one. I think you messed up. Is Ariel doing the same thing he's doing on promoting those fights, which is guys can't believe it. This is going to be a return to form for Robbie Lawler. Kev, do you have the Wikipedia page for this? I am uh, staring at the results. Sweet. Can you tell me what happened to Robbie Lawler? Robbie Lawler lost in round two via punches to the bar, 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 I expected Jesse Katsopoulos to arrive, I think was his name in Full House. I expected that scene from Saved by the Bell to happen. Wow. Lawler did not return to form unless that form is losing. I will say, if 
you really think about it, 90s sitcoms really tried to shove the 60s down our throats and we were not feeling it. So take that, kids of now. You're going to have to fucking live with the 90s. They're in, whether you want them or not. All right. Back to what you're talking about. Um, yeah, it wasn't great uh, to watch Robert Lawyer get knocked out. Maybe kind of sad. But guess what else was sad? Hmm. Pedro Munoz got a giant poke to the eye from Sean O'Malley. I pokesies. Yep. <laughs> At no contest, accidental eye poke. Oopsies, daisies. That is not fun because, <laughs> you know, Ariel touted him as somebody that, uh, you know, will come in and beat you however he needs to beat you. He's not going to try too hard because he's not getting paid. He's finally getting paid to fight it. Yep. It's really one of those numbers the whole time. Yep. So bummer. that's a bummer. Pe- Pedro, okay. How was the fight round one? Um, Pedro was in many people's estimation out striking him through leg kicks. Sean O'Malley said he was dominating him. People laughed. So let's go to just kind of saying what happened afterwards. The two of them did like a TikTok video where they were downplaying and saying like, isn't it so funny? It's unfortunate this happened, but what are you going to do? And then the internet the next day saw Pedro Munoz with a closed eye who said, yeah, I've got a doctor's note that says like my doctor's, told me there was no way I could have fought this. He like scratched part of my eye in doing that. And when he closed his eye because it's injured, people go, whoa, did you see that photo he posted of himself? He can't even remember which eyes actually injured. And this I think is the most indicative of the nation for this trait, which is y'all don't know how phones work on your camera. Like, you think he's closing the wrong eye, but none of you have had a front camera and then figured out what the mirror option on a front camera does. <laughs> I could not believe. I mean, I can, but I try not to. How many dumb people were trying to give Pedro Munoz shit to say he was looking for an excuse out, which is absurd kevin absolutely absurd so that was happening on the lower part of the pay-per-view card let's go to the ooh but you know what magic happened alex Perea. Mm. Mm. oh this is the highlight right mm. this is kind mm-hmm. of what it felt like everybody was excited about alex Perea is the big winner of the night we'll probably get to why uh how was this round one knocks out Sean Strickland punches 236. Sean Strickland, who is just a white nationalist. I don't know exactly how, I mean, a former, I think, right. Oh yeah. Blood in, you know, <laughs> blood isn't that out. so I, great I, that they can say former I go, I, I how did that fellas, <laughs> whatever they say, this person's a former white supremacist. You go, what changed? Like, did Professor X get a hold of him? Uh, did he have a strong conversation with a leader? Uh, did he go to, like, the white nationalist version of a gay conversion camp? And he's like, oh, cured. Shocked it out of me. Wink. I don't know what happened, Kevin. But him getting knocked out was pretty blissful. It was... 
It was magic. I wish you saw that one because it's it's the best. And it ignited talk as to what's going to happen between Pereira and Izzy. Now, as That's we transition. That's why he's the big winner. He knocked yes. out someone we all wanted him to knock out. Just felt mm-hmm. good, and that doesn't happen a lot. We don't get good things. Sometimes bad things happen. Sometimes good things happen. This is a good thing. But Kev, we should discuss this important aspect, which I don't know that we've covered yet. But did you know that Christopher Pratt, star of Parks and Recreation many moons ago, a Guardian of the Galaxy, a Jurassic Park thing, yeah, and other things on Amazon I have not seen, he got involved over the weekend. Did you happen to catch any of this? Was it about Adesanya? It was. It was a tweet of some kind. I It just seemed demeaning. I was not sure. I'm not sure. What is this? Uh, anytime Chris Pratt's involved, in, Lord knows I'm always impressed. He just keeps going back to Twitter. Yeah. But what happened? Okay. So they had a whole bunch of stars there, including Vince McMahon, who they just held a WWE event two or three hours before. And Vince has his own shit that he kind of needs to lay low about right now. Talking about $12 million in hush money, allegedly for women. Wall Street Journal. Who? Vince McMahon. Have you not heard any of this? Oh, I'm sorry. For just a second, I thought you were saying now Dana. Uh, Nope. I'm back. Give him time. It was a long trip with a 10-month-old. I'm still mostly. (laughs) You're good. I'm like putting the parts back together. All right. Chris Pratt. What happened here? Well, he was one of those celebrities on Celebrity Row. And it's just like, I love me some good fights. I can't wait for this. And Israel Adesanya puts on a pretty good masterclass. But some people might call it boring. Now, we've done this before. Multiple times, Kevin. You've been there for them. You've seen the Anderson Silva. You've seen the GSP. You've seen when people go, I'm so bored of this champion just being a champion. Why won't he knock people out or submit people like he used to do? But this part of the equation, a little different. You know why, Kev? Why? Because Israel Adesanya's a talker. So Izzy has things to say. And that means that people feel like they can hold him accountable for certain things. Now, I'm going to tell you something, and then I'm going to break the rule. But let's get to telling you what it is first. Israel Adesanya put on a very good technical match. Was it fun to watch? Don't know. I was drinking. I think it helped. (laughs) Now, Chris Pratt, at the end of it, and I couldn't figure out where this quotation came from. Because when you mentioned... Yeah, it sounded, what was it, a tweet that he put out there? I go, in actuality, I don't know where it came from. I kept seeing his quotation go around. It's like, yeah, you know what? When you talk a big game like that, you can't just pitter-patter around. You got to really bring it, man. And it just sounded weird. It did sound like Pratt, but I go, who would say that? Like, who says that after a fight? Giving most advice? Well, most UFC celebrities hightail it the fuck out before the main events even (laughs) done so when chris pratt got interviewed i looked into it he did say this and it was on espn which begs the question espn (laughs) sees chris pratt and says well that was an interesting fight what are your thoughts what do you think's gonna happen 
So uh, well, I've googled it now. And mm-hmm. not only did it happen, but there's an apology. There is an apology. <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. Because Adesanya very rightfully just said, yeah, I'm a fighter and you're a fan. So, cool. <laughs> and, and shut up. What but there's did, always uh, like these small moments where Chris Pratt just doesn't seem to be able to understand when to do it or who. And it's like he wanted it's almost like he wanted Sean Strickland to win. I'm just coming up with that. <laughs> and it's very sad because, listen, Chris Pratt is beloved for his time on Parks and Recreation. We were very happy when he was starting to get a movie career. It seemed like things were going well. And then sometimes he would say things that you go, you know what? I don't know what he means. I hope he means well. Okay. No, that didn't sound great. Ah, fuck. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Is he marrying the Schwarzenegger? Interesting. And he got rid of Anna Ferris? Ugh, don't know what that's about. Uh, anyway, I hope good thing. Oh, he's starting to get to that Tom Cruise level of he's just going to do shit. He's okay, gonna, he's I don't know. Play. He wants to go. He wants the NASCAR lifestyle, I think. <laughs> yes. So wow, I told you. I am blown away. I kind of love it. Like, I also don't want to yeah. shit on it because there's a small part of me that wishes as Rob Lowe left. He's like, just wish we knew what the f- happened to Patrick Mahomes in the second half. You know, <laughs> that'd be awesome. On ESPN, <laughs> just for no reason. You know what? I'm pretty sure Rob Lowe could get away with it, too. I'm pretty sure Rob Lowe could say, man, Mahomes, I thought you had it. And people would go, oh, my God, West Wing actor Rob Lowe gives it to Mahomes. And some people would go, you know, Mahomes is actually not that good. If you think about it, he's only won, like, what, a Super Bowl? All right. So that's that side. Kev, I told you I was going to tell you something and then maybe break the rule. Would you like to know the rule I'm about to break? Sure. Well, it seems very odd to the internet because they can't get heads or tails out of what we do sometimes. So that was the heads. Let's get to the tails. The heads was saying, hey, listen, Chris Pratt, come on. He's up on Izzy. I get it. I get it. We wish maybe it was a more exciting fight, but he's a remarkable fighter. And you can appreciate that. And people go, oh, you guys are just defending Israel Adesanya. And I'm like, I guess it's just he's really good at your job. And what are you going to do? All right. But then Israel Adesanya closed up his press conference by saying this. Now, mind you, he had said a little bit earlier that he was disappointed in his performance. Okay. So keep that in mind. Okay. But as he's saying goodnight to everybody on press row, he makes it a point to tell everyone, um, you know what? I'm not going to criticize you guys. I'm not here to criticize what you guys do. Okay. All you journalists sitting here. Okay. Maybe I'm going to say a few things, but um, I want you to keep one thing straight. I can do what you can do. You can't do what I can do. First of all, This is the same guy who, with this trash talk, was pointed out by one John Jones as being like, dude, you're trying to be a trash talker, and your shit talk of choice was Elsa, an Elsa reference from Frozen. (laughs) 
And I thought to myself, okay, listen, dude. I think you're just more mad that you didn't have a good performance. So you can hear the criticism of what people are going to say about you. I guess, can I ask that? He didn't, it seems like, Adesanya. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I had talked about this. I don't know if we made it a best bet. I mm-hmm. should have. It might have been a pre-show thing. But Adesanya to finish via decision was just absolute. Yeah, and, it was the thing, right? Yeah, and it happens again, you know, but good decision, okay decision. It's good. I mean, he won dominantly, in my opinion. It's just there's this weird fascination with shitting on people who are just differently skilled than you. So when he's really trying to heat check himself, he's trying to save some kind of face and he's looking at this press route. And granted, I've been on press route. I've seen these people. Some of them. Yeah, they're kind of clickbaity kind of people. But if Israel Adesanya was trying to become a reporter, I don't think it would go well. And there are a few reasons. Number one, I think if you take away the fact that this dude's a fighter, he's what? A guy who likes anime? Oh, man, super original. Really, really unique. Bet that will fly. He's also a dude who manages to fall asleep to other people's fights when they've done their fight. uh, Stay on him camera response sort of a thing. I think he just had a moment where he visualized, oh, no, that's what people are probably doing to me in this fight. And third, like some of those people work fucking really hard. And I just know how ridiculous it is to end a press conference. It's like, listen, um, before you guys forget one thing, uh, I very good at punch kick and, and he is. I <laughs> talk better than other people. So me good always you not as good me. Which is essentially what happened there. And I think there's a weird fascination of how much people hate the media. That they're like, yeah, you got them. And I go, dude, what the fuck, man? What the fuck are any of those people doing to you? Didn't mean anything. So this dude has to come with some cheap heat to get away from it. So I don't know, man. I just love when fighters have a moment and I go, you know, true therapist in the background. Israel, are you talking to them? Or are you really talking to yourself, young man? That's all I wanted. Volkanovski wins yep. again, defeating yeah. Holloway, a tough one. And for... super good again. He's really good. Yeah, he is. Um, he's now avenged it. He's up two to one on that. So I don't see that fight happening again. We'll have to figure out what's next for the Volks. Well, the keep in mind. You just said that he is two and one against Max. Or three and oh, two and oh. Yes. Oh, he's yes. three. Shit. It's not even a. T- yeah, okay. So yeah. definitely got to find somebody else. So, yeah. Uh, Max Holloway, to his credit, <clears throat> at the end of the fight goes, Well, you know, I feel like I was doing pretty good there. So we're going to have to do it a fourth time. And he's like, Nah, just kidding. I didn't win that. Hey, much respect to the champ, <laughs> but. Uh, and I go, this is why people love Max Holloway. Like, you can't stop talking about how great he is. I put up something where I said, you know, 700000 for Max. They put up some pro- what are probably fake clickbait uh, prices, but they said that Max Holloway was given 
for that fight. Whereas Volk, I think, was only at 600K. And we had some people who were like, oh, you should be paying the champ more. And I was like, I kind of want to agree with you, except for this. Holloway is a draw. Holloway is the one that's getting people to tune into this. So I think they're really tuning in for that man. And it's heartbreaking when he doesn't win. Well, heartbreaking is something we're getting more used to. (laughs) You did mention heartbreaking. Why don't you just go down a few more fights? Let's talk about what happened. Donald Cerrone gets guillotined by Jim Miller. Yeah. This is unusual. Donald Cerrone (laughs) is now in a spiral you and I were worried about. We were worried about. And I guess this started a two guillotine joke run based off Mm -hmm. of what I'm seeing here. Because, oh, hold on. Look at that. Mm -hmm. Two punches, two punches. Wow. Submissions out, uh, mm. out punched the punchies finishes on these fights. But what happened to the surrounds? He retired. Did he? Did he throw him yeah. down? Yeah. Yeah. Cowboy hat left in there. And <clears throat> to his credit, he did it. And it is always classic because we all like Robert, or, you know, Don Cerrone. But Jim Miller was about to give his post fight speech. And then. I think he was trying to get in and out as quickly as possible to give due respect to Jim Miller because he was very nice to Jim. They they have a good relationship. They fought before, so now it's even out. And then he comes in and he goes, I just want to announce I'm retired and I love you guys. And, you know, later on the night is just like, oh, I'm going to be real fat. This is the last time you're going to see me like this. But I'm going to be a movie star. And that's how he left, which, you know what? Do you. That's a great way to leave, by the way. I think if I ever quit a job again, that's what I have to do. Completely. I'm going to be a movie star. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm going to start yelling that more anyway. I love that. So that was fun um, and sad. And it gave us what we wanted, but he kept teasing. He was like, you know what? I think I'm going to hit 50. I'm back here to 50. I think this is what 47 48 somewhere in there yeah <clears throat> and for him to quit there you think well why were you teasing us with that when in actuality a little bit later he said he knew he wanted to quit i think going into or right after the conor mcgregor fight so that man that, that man took other fights 53 fights and then thought to himself now i don't want to do it so, yeah, he still took fights after the Conor McGregor fight. And yet his heart wasn't in it, he said. And listen, you shouldn't be fighting. You know, we kept saying, like, you don't have you don't owe us anything. You're good. So I just hope he is happy. He's got two kids. Danger and magnum danger, I think. I don't know. <laughs> so danger we wish and danger well. also. Speaking of the sadness bug, um, as one of my guys at my gym came up to me and he goes, your boy. I was like, yeah. And he goes, your boy, uh, Gabe Green. It was a rough night for him. And I was like, yeah, it was. But, you know, Gabe stood there toe-to-toe with an emerging talent. Ian Gary was incredible that night. And, um, you know, he definitely was trying to fight back. And it was a tough fight for him. But I think that Gabe Green didn't lose any stock. I think he just had somebody who was better than him on that night. And 
hopefully he learns a lot from it, but Gabe will definitely come back stronger for it. So that was a bummer. Duplessis. Yes. (laughs) More, I think. Is that not just a French word for the circus? Ian Gary Gabe Green is less syllables than that guy's name. (laughs) He wins via decision. I wasn't sure if Uriah Hall was the sad news also. Uh, No, because, and I'll tell you why, uh, Uriah Hall did not look great. But I'm going to read you what he said because I want you to get an idea of what he's saying and then just kind of understand the absurdity and why it's so great. But he definitely put up a quotation where he's like, yeah, I guess you could say I lost that fight. Whatever. Hey. And he addresses his opponent by name. He's like, Andre Munoz. Guess you couldn't keep a blue belt in a rear naked choke and finish it. You should be embarrassed, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I read it. And just the way he was talking that shit, not saying he won, but saying like, you should be embarrassed that you can't finish me. I looked at that text and I kid you not, Kevin. I said, oh my God, that's exactly what I text Milton. That's like almost verbatim when I text him after I have a round with him. Not like I passed your guard. Take that. It's like, you know what? You had my back for 10 minutes and you didn't do shit. I hope you learn nothing because you suck. Peace. <laughs> well, you should think about your choices or not. No, I'm know. proud of my choices. You know what the difference is? I don't find the UFC. And if I did, I don't think it would be a great moment to put up that as a status update. And then still kind of say, LOL, peace, whatever. I'm on to the next. It's all good. But he didn't look great. So there's that. Anything else of note? Yeah, somebody else retired too. And then Jessica nobody cared. I? Yeah, I think so. Was it Jessica? I, Jessica Rose Clark? You know, anybody could have. Yeah. So the hard part about the retirement was, hold on, let me double check. The hard part about it was the fact that uh, it happened so early in the night that by the time Donald Cerrone retired, everybody goes, who? There's somebody else retired, I think, tonight, right? Uh, Don't remember. Eh, whatever. Hell yeah. Retirement night. We've been talking about this. (laughs) You know what, though? We should make one card like that at the very end of the year. It's just all people who are on the edge. Just all people who are, mm, I'm not sure. We've been talking about this. Yeah. And we're still right. Yep. We just are. Um, I'm, I didn't see any. I still can't believe Chris Pratt was a part of this show. It's yeah. fascinating. I like, again, I want to hear, were you drinking? Yeah, I just want I want the whole story. That's my only my only <laughs> request. I'll look forward to the apology. Um, yeah, and that's gonna do it for us here on a, yeah. a nice late Friday. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed.
The new number is. Please note, the new number is.